0: Today, we're going to learn how to navigate the noise on social media for your business. Uh, I, I know it's a very hot, hot topic, uh, and especially over the last few months, we've all seen the pros and, and also cons of social media to some extent. Um, so we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about that. Um, but but primarily, um, what I want to really discuss is more so um, not so much the, the aspect of going viral or blowing everything up with your business and social media, right? I mean, that's what always people are going to be, be talking about, um, kind of encouraging you to do or, or really driving you to try to do, when in reality things are, are, are not that way for most businesses, right? I mean, if, if we're going to be realistic about things, we're all just trying to do our thing, generate business, build the community for ourselves, um, interact with our community, um, survive, you know, survive as a business, uh, especially over the last few months. So um, I, I'm going to give you some, some different um, ways and these are really foundational things when you're approaching social media for your business. So uh, what we'll cover is the foundational uh, content calendar creation, excuse me, that some of you may be familiar with, some of you may not. Um, Content calendars is a a basic social media approach and tactic for a a business, for social media um, business. We'll talk about how to provide top-notch customer service on social media. Um, If you're not doing that already, I'm going to show you some ways to do that. And then how to manage your community online. Um, Providing top-notch customer service is part of community management. Um, And we're talking about your online community on social, um, but it's not the whole thing. So we'll review those pieces. Um, This is me. Uh, That's one of my, that's like the picture I use a lot for myself because uh, I was really proud of uh, Social Media Day Phoenix that we organized uh, a couple years back for two years in a row. Um, it went really well, and, and the social media day is usually on June 30th of every year that social media is celebrated internationally. <clears throat> and we, we've done a local event here for a number of years. The last couple of years, not so much, but hopefully we'll get back to that um, next summer. Personally, um, i I'm a social media manager, strategist, specialist. I'm not a, a guru uh, or ninja or maven. Um, My full-time job is with Arizona State University in the knowledge enterprise department, which is a fancy word for the research side of the university. So everything that falls under research, I oversee social media for all those different brands. Um, Yes, PHX is our startup and tech and entrepreneurial community here in the valley that I'm really happy and proud to be a part of and and a volunteer contributor for. Um, Part of that is Phoenix Startup Week, uh, which is the annual event every spring. February, March, uh, where for a week, we pull together all the startups and founders and anyone that's interested in that together to um, gather and learn from each other. Um, and I mentioned social media day, Phoenix, I have my hand in a, in a bunch of different things, so. <clears throat> so when we're talking about navigating the noise, um, cutting through the noise, what, what do we mean by, by the noise? What is the noise? Um, there's so much clutter in all of our lives. Even, even people that, that cut down on the clutter, there's still clutter and noise all around them, online and off. This is one of my favorite graphics, to be honest. Um, this is from this year. I want to say, though, that this is pre-COVID. So this came out earlier in the year. Um, you can see, and this is a, an internet minute, for 2020. So all the things that happen on the internet in one span of 60 seconds. Um, this is what you're competing with as a business, every business, not just small businesses. Um, it's large businesses. It's, it's the enterprise companies. It's, it's the Wendy's and Burger Kings of the world. It's everybody. Um, so everybody's in competition. Some have more of a leg up than others. Um, but this is what you're competing with. Not just these, these social media channels, um, but streaming. You know, how many people are watching Netflix at a given time? Um, app downloads and games on apps, um, activity on apps, online shopping, we know, obviously. I, I, we, I think we get a package at my house every single day from Amazon um, or have at least since March. Um, email, we're all in our emails all the time. There's this thing called uh, the screenome that's a kind of a a newer concept um, in some of the research around digital and social media. It's the idea of where we, a lot of us do it, I know I do it, where you're constantly going between your laptop, your desktop, your phone, the TV, wherever these screens are, you're constantly moving between screens and it's getting more and more connected as well. Um, I mean, if you have all Apple products, let's, let's say, like I have an Apple laptop um, and I have an iPhone, I, those things work together. I get notifications from my text messages onto my laptop because I have it connected that way. So it's like this constant barrage. Um, you can adjust it, but it's constantly there. There's, there's constantly stuff happening for, for a lot of people. And then just regular life, even, even offline, you have all these other things where people are more and more trying to get away. Um, especially here in the Valley. It's been 110 plus degrees here for, I think the last, has it been five years now? Uh, It feels like it. I don't know. (laughs) I lost track of time. Uh, Every day is Blur's day. And I feel like everybody else feels the same way. So um, (laughs) that's what we're trying to get, get away from. And so how do you cut through all of that? You see all this activity on all these channels And this is even, this is some, this is a super small amount. There's, there's a million other platforms and channels. So how do you cut through all the noise or even can you, can you do it? I think you can. Um, I think you can cut through it, but really it's, it's more of a navigation as a business. It's it's more of a navigating through the noise to reach your audience. Um, The big elements for social media that a lot of people really do overlook and and definitely a lot of businesses overlook is this aspect of service, customer service, service in general, um, empathy and and trust and building trust with your audience. And those things are are better than leads and sales, right? Those three elements are better than than leads and sales. Too many businesses are focused on I need to generate leads today. I need to make this amount of sales today. While that is absolutely a key component, obviously, to business and to surviving as a business, if you approach it like that on a daily basis, you're likely going to fail. You have to have a couple different types of strategies, right? You have to have have a short-term strategy, but also a long-term strategy. And social media, as instant and direct as it can be, has both of those too. There's a short-term type of strategy for social media, there's a long-term type of strategy and the long-term is really where the most benefits happen for a business. Um, You can do, you know, flash sales and 20% off discounts all you want but eventually those go over the heads of your customers because they're either just jaded to seeing them all the time or they're getting bombarded by like if it's a certain holiday you're not the only one that's doing that. Black Friday is a good example of that, where you see so many people obviously offering discounts. And now it's even moved to away from Black Friday. Now it's extreme. It's the whole week for a lot of places. So you see it making those, see those changes happening. Um, and it's all these adjustments. So, so then what do you do? Then the outlier becomes um, companies that I, I believe it was REI, Um, there's a company that does No, it's like a big deal because they don't have their employees work on Thanksgiving around that time. Uh, and, and for that, that weekend, it's like, well, they're losing business. Well, no, it's on brand for them to do that. We'll talk about brand in a second, but, but that's where the service, empathy, and trust really are a huge play for you as a business. Even, even a solopreneur, even, even a small one person show or one or two person business, um, These are important elements. Before we get into that, I do want to touch a little bit on the aspect of branding, because for social media, the the branding piece gets overlooked heavily, too much, um, and especially by small businesses. Small businesses, I think, feel like they can just go on a, a website, pay five bucks, and have someone make them a logo, and now they have branding. That's not branding. That is maybe a logo. Um, I would argue that that's hardly even a logo because there's no real strategy or decision uh, making behind that. So branding is a huge piece. Presenting your unique brand, um, your, your business, if you're a small business, it's going to generally reflect you, you, and you've, you've heard this a million times. I'm, I'm sure. Um, but it's, it still rings true is that you really are your brand and your brand is you, especially the smaller you are, that's, it's like this, this circle that, that comes together closer and closer as, as your business is smaller and smaller for your brand. Um, it's, it's totally the same if it's you as the company. Like if, if I have my own agency and it's just me, I'm my own brand. It's me. I'm doing the sell. I'm doing everything for the most part. Um, especially outward facing. So whatever you do, you're representing the brand on a different scale though. There's this element of these pieces. So there's brand voice, which is, what is your tone? This is, this is a lot of, a lot of small businesses do not consider this one. This is a key piece, really important piece, um, because this affects how you do everything on social media in particular. It, it affects your website too, your messaging there. But specifically for this conversation, for social media, your decision on what your tone is, is a huge, important piece. The example that usually people use when they're giving presentations, um, or or the one that a lot of people are familiar with is, is Wendy's. Uh, Wendy's specifically on Twitter. If you ever heard of that, um, what they do, they've already, the, the word that's, always use this snarky right so every business is not going to be snarky and that's not going to work for everybody in fact at this time most businesses that won't work for them um, primarily because Wendy's has done it for so long and so well that it's almost like you're then accused of being a, a, a copy of what they're doing um, and most likely that's not your brand um, you need to just figure out what you what you offer you know are you, are you looking to be uh, a source of knowledge? Are you looking to, do you have a sense of humor yourself? Are, are you, can the brand be, be funny? Can it be clever? Um, are, there, are there elements that it can offer that are specific to you? Now, saying that, it doesn't mean that you're the only brand and small business that's, that's doing that is in no way <laughs> you're, you're going to be a copy of someone else in, in most some way, anyway, with, with your brand voice, because there's only so much out there, right. In terms of these adjectives that we can use, but the way that you, that you come across um, the way that your brand comes across, these are active decisions that you're going to make. So for example, say you have a Twitter account and uh, somebody on Twitter tweets at you and you you need to reply. How do you reply? Are you replying with a thank you? Are you, are you saying hi? Are you using emojis? Um, are, you, are you providing the, all the information right at that moment? Um, are you trying to drive them to a different place? We'll get to customer service in a bit, so we'll talk more about that. Um, but there's all these pieces, these aspects that you need to make a decision on and really have a strategy for before you start launching you know, full on with, with social media channels, design. This is the one that pretty much everybody thinks of when it comes to a brand, as I mentioned, a logo. Right. Um, But, but that's everything. It's, it's the colors, the fonts, the, the types of lines that you use. And this applies to every piece of marketing and outward facing collateral. This is your website. This is your print pieces. Um, This is, if you have a a building, a location, Um, if you have employees, they have shirts, Um, I mean, it's, it's everything. Everything is contained within your brand. And then within that also is the content strategy. Um, are you posting to LinkedIn, let's say, and if so, what are you posting? Are you sharing articles? Okay. What publications are you sharing articles from? What, what publications match with, with who you are, your industry, along with, with your brand specifically? Um, I mentioned about, you can't just pitch and sell. That's huge. Um, Social media, people are very savvy at this point for the most part on social media when it comes to being sold to. Um, It's not something that you can really succeed with, even if you're playing the numbers game, the percentages game of, well, I'm going to throw out a hundred sales pitches today and see what comes back. It's not a winning strategy for the most part, um, especially for local small businesses. You need to have uh, more of a planned approach. The example for branding, this, this slide deck. Um, I mean, everything is, is on brand for this, this slide deck. You'll notice the fonts, the, the sizes, um, the colors. Um, the one thing that you'll see different on some of the slides is like the pictures. Uh, but other than that, everything else is, is on brand. This is the definite or a definition. I shouldn't say the definition. This is this is a definition of what a brand is. You're gonna if you look it up or or you read some publications or hear people talk. Um, there's a lot of different definitions for what a brand is. This is a very basic nuts and bolts definition of of a brand. Um, for me, a brand is definitely more of a feeling, and I think my favorite definition um, is is more around. Uh, how it's how people feel when the brand is not around, (laughs) how do people talk about your brand when the, the, the brand or the business is not present? Um, that is, that is kind of my favorite approach to how do you think people talk about your brand? And there's ways to find that out too. So get into more of the, the nitty gritty here, um, Content calendar, this is something that you can actually take away today and start implementing, you know, today, tomorrow, as as soon as you like. Um, And this is going to be a very fluid uh, piece that will give you a a foundation for your planning and strategy. Um, A lot of people ask why it's necessary. Most Most companies that have a planned strategy for social media have some sort of content calendar in place. Um, It allows you to stay on brand and focused. It allows multiple team members also to pick up uh, if someone is out, let's say um, they know, oh, I can, I I know what's supposed to get posted today. Um, It also allows for the ability to schedule posts um, through some of the scheduling tools out there. Um, And then, and then how do you do it? So I'm going to give you an example. And when I say an example, this is this is absolutely one example. <laughs> there are millions of examples. If you Google uh, "content calendar template," let's say, um, you're gonna find a bunch from a lot of the top uh, social media companies, uh, social media scheduling tool companies, the thought letters, that sort of a thing. Um, this is sort of a one that I've pieced together over the years that that I'm comfortable with. Um, by no means is this something that you're relegated to, but it gives you an idea of really what goes into it. Uh, cause I think a lot of people see this too and say, Oh, I didn't, I thought I just take a picture and post that today and then say something about it, about, Hey, coming in, coming into my business or buy this for me. Th- there's a lot more, a lot more planning that goes into social media channels, um, across the board. So when you see these companies posting social media posts on any channel, for the most part, especially the bigger companies, but many companies, there's a lot of thought and, and planning that's gone into just that one post even. So just, just be aware of that. Um, and you can kind of tell the ones that, that don't, uh, especially if, I mean, if I, I'm around it all day. Right? I'm, I'm embedded in this. Um, I can tell companies and people that, that are not planning what they're doing. Um, so this example, I'll just run through it real quick. Um, some of the things are self-explanatory date and day. Um, I put this together for a daily, uh, Sunday through Saturday. You do not have to post every single day. You do not have to have to post on every channel every day. You do not have to have a presence on all these channels, even for your plan. You could take one channel, And be amazing at that channel. Do great stuff there if that's where your audience mostly is and that's what you have time and resources to manage. Um, Doing one channel really great is always going to be better than doing two or three kind of meh, right? Um, The times, I get a lot of questions about times for posting to social media. Given where we are with how all of these platforms really function with an algorithm at this point. The time is not as huge of a factor. Having said that, I wouldn't post necessarily at 3 a.m. about your business. (laughs) Um, Typically what I do on our brand pages that I manage is if there's a big announcement um, for uh, Facebook, for even for Twitter to a point, um, for LinkedIn, uh, if there's a big announcement, we I, my recommendation is always to post it earlier in the morning, especially being here in Arizona. Um, because if there is any sort of audience that you have, Midwest, East Coast, there's a the time zone that you want to factor in. Uh, but earlier in the morning, it tends to do better for a bigger post because more people like, say you post it at 6 a.m. Arizona time. Um, people are you know, they're getting up at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. for the most part. Um, They're going to check their phone when they're in bed or just getting up or while they're eating breakfast. Um, So there's a really good chance that they're going to see it if you post it early in the morning and they're going to see it early. Um, Certain things like Facebook, because of the algorithm, I mean, think about how many times you see a post that says from two days ago or... or or a day ago. So when there's an event coming up, let's say, I try to stay away from posting to the Facebook page on the day of the event about, hey, sign up, unless it's an absolute last minute thing. Um, And you have to do it. But if you're planning right, you should be posting about it on Facebook much earlier so that it's out there and and you're letting the algorithm on Facebook do the work for you to get it in front of your followers and and other people that, that they may share it with. Um, but a lot of the times with the algorithms, like I said, if you're seeing stuff from Instagram the same way, you're seeing posts from a couple days ago. Um, if it's not a deadline driven thing, don't worry too much about posting it at five o'clock versus 6am or, or what have you. Um, I, I would also add that for business social media, posting Monday through Thursday is typically better. Then especially Friday, Friday seems to be kind of a dead time and day for, for small businesses, um, for local small businesses, from what I've seen, even, even on some of the bigger channels that I manage Fridays are like, they just don't get the kind of traction. Um, so any big announcements, we try to do them earlier in the week, like a, like a Monday or a Tuesday, uh, if possible, um, hashtags, Facebook's trying to move more into hashtags at this point you can use hashtags on Facebook. I still wouldn't use more than maybe one super branded hashtag. Um, Twitter obviously created the hashtag. Um, You won't want to use more than maybe two or three. Um, They should be relevant, but the hashtags can also help tie into these, these national days that we all see all the time um, that you can, you can, if you're relevant, if your business is relevant to that particular day, if you're a pizza place, that's the example I put up here. If you're a pizza place and um, it's national pizza day, well, yeah, why not? Do, do a deal, do a discount. That's a great day to do a deal and, and, and promotion and, and bring some attention um, because there's already attention on that topic. So that's a great opportunity. Um, so the hashtags are definitely, and Instagram, obviously, they're, they're hugely relevant. Um, the, the themes and special days we talked about, the source, a lot of the stuff I just kind of like to track because I like to see where it came from so I can see, go back and look at if something did well. I have all that information there. Um, the post is what we would put in the caption, uh, the actual caption on the, on the post on the channel. And then link on, on the calendar there is the link to where we're sending people Um, or I'll put like the graphic, just a note about the graphic. If it's not made yet, if the graphic is made, I'll usually copy paste it into that little spot right there. Um, so again, this is, this is like a, a two week calendar. Some people do a week. Um, some people do a month. It kind of just depends on, on what your content is. And, and also, like I said, your resources, if you can plan out for a month, that's, that's fine. Um. You just want to be aware of when you plan this stuff out, even two weeks or a week in advance, you do need to be aware of what's happening generally in the world, <laughs> uh, both nationally, locally, um, where you don't want to sound tone deaf. So if you put out a post that is insensitive in some way to some big story that's happening, um, I mean, people will call you out. They they will, even for small businesses. So um, that's something to be aware of as you as you move forward. Um, the big thing with the content calendar, it is not the um, be all and end all. It is it is the building block for your strategy. It allows you to free up time for more direct revenue generating business. So the calendar is not supposed to be a time suck. Maybe at first when you start doing it and you get used to it, um, it might be a little little take a little bit more time. Um, but as you go and as you keep building this. You'll notice that if you take a couple hours on one day a week, on a Friday, let's say Friday morning, to build your calendar for the next two weeks, well, now you know you have content that's going out on your social media channels that is on brand. Um, You don't have to worry about what it's saying, unless something comes up, obviously. But generally, um, if you're planning right and you're planning with things in mind, you you can generally avoid that type of a thing. Um, but then that frees you up to not have to worry about, oh, I got to get something posted on my Facebook page or Instagram today. Um, no, you don't have to worry about that because you know it's already going out. And you can now direct your attention to more actual revenue generating, more, direct, uh, more directly revenue generating business potentially on a day-to-day basis. Customer service. Customer service is a huge part of social media. Um, this is an area and I, I mean, I wrote it here something you can match and even be better than the big brands in doing. So there's, there's not everything you can, um, you can do on social media is something that's going to generate the type of activity or action that a a much bigger brand is going to do. Right. Um, in general, that's not the case. So your focus has to be hyper local usually. Um, But customer service is something that you can do right on par with anybody else or even better. A a lot of big brands do not do customer service well, or they don't even do it at all on their social media channels. And if you can do it on social media, it's just another place where you're reaching your audience and expressing your brand, um, managing your community, all these elements. Um, With customer service, think about when you look at this and you think about customer service on social media, think about yourself. Think about yourself in general with customer service. Um, if you have a problem or you just a question, maybe not even a problem, just a question and you're looking to get an answer from, from the business, what is your expectation? I know what mine is at this point. What is your expectation? Is your expectation to get an answer? If you call on the phone your expectation is someone will pick up the phone at some point. Um, it won't ring forever and no one will pick up when they pick up the phone. They will either be able to help you right then in some way, or if they're busy, maybe they'll put you on hold for a minute um, and then get back to you. Or, or maybe they'll even ask you to call back when it's less busy. Right. Um, there's, there's different expectations, email, If you email a business, what is your expectation of a response? Depends on when you email them, right? If you email them at eight o'clock in the morning, you probably expect an email back same day at at the latest. I I, I think I would maybe 24 hours, maybe Um, depending on the day. If it's a Friday, I might have an expectation. If it's Friday later in the day, maybe I I know they're not going to get back to me until Monday. I, that's my expectation, um, so timing is big, but timeliness matters, um, especially with social because a lot of times when people send a message to you on your social media channel unless you have something specifically laid out um, it's um, you need to you need to respond in a in a very timely way um, if you're saying, okay, well, at this time um, if you message there's a chatbots like like on Facebook, right? If you message um, Facebook at that time and there's something that comes up that says, well, we're not available until this time in particular. Um, Okay. Now, you know, you know, there's an automatic saying that says we're available during these times and these times on Twitter. You'll see this a lot on these customer service accounts um, for Twitter, like AT&T. If you go on uh, AT&T as a customer service account specifically on Twitter, just dedicated customer service. Um, they indicate in the bio, we answer this back. Uh, we answer tweets back between 8 and 5, uh, Monday through Friday, let's say. So they set the expectation. So as, if you're doing that, that is definitely a positive. Um, the tone of your customer service should be in line with your overall brand voice for sure. Um, if, if you're coming across as uh, w- with your tone on, on all your posts, as knowledgeable, well, if when you're answering people back, you can't provide an answer for them, that's, that's not in line with your brand voice. Um, so that would be something you'd really want to check out. You want to investigate and see, well, what's the problem here? What am I doing wrong? Um, and then the ultimate, for the most part, the goal is usually to take it offline. Um, unless something is so simple and easy that when they post it on your Facebook page, let's say, you can answer right there. Um, if they have more questions, you're going to take it offline from there. You're going to ask them to send, them a, send us a DM or send us an email or call us specifically at this number. Um, you're going to give them that other opportunity to talk privately about it um, because initially when you're doing this customer service on your page, that is a win for you no matter what in most cases what you 're showing your audience that sees the page is even when it 's a negative comment you 're showing them that you 're there to, to help people you 're there to help your audience you 're there to deal with with their questions and problems here 's an example um, on Twitter the airlines the airlines are big on um, customer service for, for the most part Delta is is big on customer service so you'll Tweet right back, um, and these are these are up all the time. Ken here had an issue. Delta responded directly, and look, they even they even provide this added value to say, hey, you know, just be careful, delete that tweet because it's got your travel information on it for your own privacy, and then send us a message. Um, we're happy to help you pretty much um, go from there, right? So so not only did they respond. Um, but they helped, they're helping him in another way as well. I I mean, I wouldn't have done what he did as far as my private information, but um, that's another story. So customer service when done right on social media is a full on commitment with meaning to your existing and potential customers. You're showing them that you care if you're attentive to their needs. And if you're overly attentive, that's even a bigger win. People are, even, even in general, when people get a response from a brand, they're like shocked a lot of times. So if you can provide great customer service along those lines, um, that is generally going to be a win for your company almost every time. Community management, this is another piece that a lot of, especially small businesses, don't always consider. Um, they kind of just lump everything in together as social media or um digital. So, how do you engage and provide value for your audience and and your community? Um community management in the bigger companies, this is even just a a separate job on its own. There's someone that is a community manager um, that's part of the comms team, the communications team, the marketing team, the digital team, whatever. Um, they have, this is all they do. They're online. Um, they act also as maybe themselves. They have their own account that is essentially a, an evangelist and a champion for that brand. Um, but it's obvious that it is. So in a lot of small business cases, you're not going to be able to do that. You're just not going to have the time to do that. Um, so there's an element of community management that you can do as the business. If you have the resources or if you have the ability you feel like you, you want to take that on, um, you could act separately as the business owner or have an employee train them the right way, work work with, with them on part of the strategy uh, with your community on how to approach your community. the The main goal here is audience and customer retention and attraction. So it's, it's this building this loyalty with your existing customers. It's also attracting new customers. This is a huge piece to attracting new customers. Um, and it is different from just doing whatever is involved with social media planning and strategy. There's a different approach for this um, that is it's just different from posting to social media, let's say. These are the five pieces for community management uh, acquisition and content validity, social slash customer care, crisis management, retention, and advocacy. We're going to go through each one of these real quick. Um, for acquisition and content validity, what you want to do as the business, and this is a, this is a, a law, I would say, <laughs> on social media for any business. First and foremost is to listen. Listen to what your audience is telling you and measure. Um, I think the thing that most places just do not do in any way, shape or form is measure or, or um, look at any sort of analytics past how many likes did this tweet get? How many, how many, you know, reactions did this Facebook post get? How many hearts did the Instagram post get? Um, how many views did this video get? There's so much more than that. And, and those are what we call um, vanity metrics that's, While not worthless, um, they give a little bit of insight, but in general, they're they're not really giving you the information that you need to know if something worked. Um, For example, if you put up a post on Instagram or Facebook or wherever that doesn't have a lot of likes, didn't get a lot of retweets, didn't get a lot of shares, right? Um, But that post was for this one particular sale 20 percent off sale let's say um didn't get a lot of activity outwardly on the post themselves but you end up having had this really great performance from the sale if you're if you're also asking people how'd you hear about the sale you know that's going to be a big piece um they could very well be seeing the post and just not interacting with it. But seeing it, now, and they know that it's happening, and as a result, they're taking action, going to your website, you know, coming into the location when we are able to do that. Um, but those types of vanity metrics don't give the full, the full detail. So there's a lot of other, even, even off-platform activities like asking people where they saw the information. Um, that can give you better detail. Um, Social, parentheses, customer care, right? Monitoring the posts and hashtags, analyzing the metrics like we discussed, um, getting that feedback from from the various buyer stages. So this is, there's different people, there's there's different stages of of, uh, the journey for a buyer, right? There's been this stat around forever. Um, I mean, it's gotta be like, 10 years now about how people, um, 70 something percent of, uh, the research (laughs) has been done already, um, by the buyer before they've gone to your website or, um, or, or considering making the purchase, right? It's just, it's a big number because we all have that ability right now. Um, there's impulse buys for sure, but not in the same level of, of what there used to be. Um, People are just, they're going to look at what you have to offer, even what type of company you are, who the owners are, um, where you're located. I mean, they're just going to look at, I know I do a a lot of research quick. Within five minutes, I can find out everything I need to know about a company um, from everything that they do. The company, the owners, everything. Like you you can, this information is there. It's there. For anybody to see. And it doesn't take a lot of savvy these days for someone to find that information. So you always have to keep that in mind. It's, it's such a huge thing. Um, it also ties into something as simple as putting your prices on your website. Businesses I know plenty that do not like to put their prices on their website. I understand the reasoning. However, if your competitor is doing it and you're not, there's a really good chance that the competitor is giving me the information I need and I'm going to go with the competitor. Please keep that in mind. (laughs) That is a, that is a big one. And there's a lot of other, other arguments for putting stuff like that, that type of information um, pricing on your site um, that I I could totally get into. Um, There's a book about it. There's a book about it. I can share that with you too. Um, Crisis management. Hey, we, what's, what's that all about? No, one's having to do that lately. Right. Um, I mean, we've had multiple crises for months, I think going on long-term at the same time. So um, it's, it's been, it's been quite an experience for anyone that's been uh, managing social media in any capacity since, since March. Right. Um, And arguably before that. Um, But planning matters, like I mentioned before, Um, knowing the product, and and having great leadership behind your messaging and behind your product and service is is always going to be a positive. Um, that's always going to shine in a time of crisis and in managing uh, crises, even online and especially on social media. Um, sometimes the best posts on social media are the ones that you don't post. And let that sink in for a second, um, because that is. You don't always have to say something. You don't always have to post something. Retention. You don't want to be repetitive because if I'm, if I'm someone that's following you and um, I'm getting the same thing all the time, you're you're saying the same thing day after day after day about this promotion or what, what have you, or I mean anything it's, I'm going to tune it out. I'm going to tune it out as early as the second, second time that I see it or the third. Um, and that's for a lot of, a lot of users online, a lot of customers and potential customers, um, reward your audience, give them, give them something for being a great member of your community. Um, even a quick thank you on Twitter or Facebook or whatever channel you're using, a quick thank you and shout out to this person for sharing our, our post I mean, some things as small as that go a very, very long way, um, longer a longer way than you may think. There's a lot of people that that will just become a, a, a brand ambassador for you. <laughs> and on that note, advocacy. Then identifying these brand champions, um, including users and inviting them to participate and contribute, it's, it's all part of it. It's all part of it. Here was a great example recently. Um, A friend of mine, Jacob, who is uh, part of the Local First um, business group, Local First Arizona, um, they put up a post weekly that says, hey, promote, here's your spot to promote your business. Because in their Facebook group, they normally do not allow businesses to just post away about what they do because then the group would be of no value, right? It's more of discussion and and resources. Um, So this once a week, here's this post, go for it, plug away. And I, I think that's a, that's a great, I utilize that tactic in some other groups as well. And it usually works really well and people are very appreciative to have that spot, that time to just talk about what they do. Your community is everything to your business, so keeping them engaged is imperative. I mean, I, I, I can't stress it anymore. Um, the community of your existing and especially your existing customers and even your potential customers, I mean, that's what's going to make or break you. Um, the last, last couple things here that I want to leave you with is the mindset you need to have for your social media, for your business is this, this is it. It's not a diet. It is a lifestyle change. Um, it is a marathon, not a sprint. That is such a cliche, but it's, it's so on point. Um, you cannot expect to just jump on social media all of a sudden garner this huge audience. And and just because you start posting stuff, it's going to take time. It's going to take planning and, and a strategy to achieve your business goals. Um, your social media goals are aligning with your business goals. And I'll go back to this service and empathy and trust is better than leads and sales, but I'll point out one thing that little greater than arrow is, is an arrow. So I think that service plus empathy plus trust leads to leads and sales. So it's not just better than it leads to these things. If you're doing, if you're true and you're authentic to have authentic service, empathy, and trust, they're all the elements that you want to have to have a good social media presence. Um, The brands and people that can activate these traits, stay true to themselves while on social will not only help others, but be rewarded. And for a business, there, there's a need to drive some sort of conversion or result from your social media. Totally get it. But the, the way to do that is not by just thinking about it in the terms of leads and sales. You can't, that mindset, it may have even worked before, but these days, it's not going to work. You have to think of it in more of these elements of how can you serve your community? How can you have empathy and and how can you gain their trust Um, in, in an authentic way, in a real way.